You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everyone, this is the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Pia and I'm here with... Steffi, hello. And this is Kiki. Hi everybody. You can find the show notes to this episode with everything we mentioned at metal-and-highs.com slash podcast. Um, this episode will be a short episode, a mini-sode, so to speak. And we want to talk about some recent stuff that happened in the music scene, um, the interviews we did until now, the upcoming interviews, and about some releases that just came out. Yes, uh, we just wanted to... Uh, remind you of the really cool uh, episodes that we have released uh, the past month. We had, or I had, the pleasure to talk to Nicole Papastavro of Kalias. The really cool eight-string guitarist told us about her life, about how she became a musician, a professional musician, about her uh, work with Nita Strauss, and a lot more. And, of course, check out her new band, Kalias. And obviously, the podcast episode that we did with her is going to be in the show notes. The next interview we did was with Kirsten Jorgensen about her band Razum. That is not a new band of hers. It's uh, it's her other band besides Effignat. And um, that was also a very nice conversation that Steffi and I had with Kirsten. Yeah, that's true. I have the pleasure to edit that one. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. We also have a very cool upcoming um, interviews, upcoming episodes with the Finnish band uh, Crimson Sun, which is kind of a newcomer. They have also a long history. You will hear all about it on the next podcast episode. And after that, you will be able to hear our talk with the take The Tex Avery Syndrome, who are a German band, and they are very their music is very hard to describe. Pia, how would you describe their music? It has a lot of punk elements. Um, it is straightforward, but it's not too brutal. So it's yeah, it's a good mixture of very hard rock and punk elements. Maybe thrash metal. If I would have to name it. Yeah, and we also have uh, many interviews coming up. Yeah, you already named two of three upcoming interviews, I think. <laughs> Steffi and I are going to interview Dreams in Fragments um, by the beginning of March. And I don't know which other plans you have. I have also one band. Um, yeah. In the background <laughs> we have no like we have that. no backup yet we have no um date yet so um yeah will be a surprise <laughs> yeah stay tuned uh lindsay schoolcraft we all have heard this news by now i guess uh lindsay schoolcraft left a cradle of filth which is very sad news it hasn't been a year since i last talked to her And the last time I talked to her, I was in Ecuador and Cradle of Filth was performing in Ecuador. And it was so um, 
surreal to me to have this band that I have seen many times in Europe suddenly perform in my in my home country in my hometown so uh, I had to take the opportunity to talk to Lindsay and it was a really great and relaxed talk that we had we talked about her, about her touring with Cradle of Filth and also about her uh, solo project her solo album came later last year and it seemed to be taking a little bit more of her time and attention and there were rumors that she might be leaving Cradle of Filth she did a statement she made a statement on so at some point saying that 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 wasn't true but now apparently the time has come and Lindsay wrote in her statement that it was her decision because of her health which I totally understand I mean we all have to put our our health first and our well-being first and the the touring schedule with Cradle of Filth was actually taking a toll on her when I um saw her in Quito she was having a hard time with the altitude but also a lot of other health factors had her um yeah worried or at least not at her best so I can really really understand that she has taken this decision and I think we will all support her decision because it means that that she will be uh well and that she will be making music And we might not see her on the huge stages of the world with Cradle, but we will see her elsewhere. And there will be a lot more of Lindsay to come, I'm very sure. She just released a new album with her solo project by the end of last year, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so that's the other news that we have uh, from our scene. There are also many others, though. Epica just announced that their eighth album is coming in the late summer. And I am so hyped about that. Steffi, are you with me in this? Of course. <laughs> very, very exciting. Yes. And they said that they are very happy with it and that it's going to be the best Epica album yet. And of course, everybody says that. Every band says that. But in my experience with Epica, it's true. So I am really looking forward to them having gotten even better and having something new and different from uh, the holographic principle. Apparently, it's going to be a little bit more like the Quantum Enigma. So I am just really looking forward to what they have to offer on their eighth album. And yeah, I'm counting the days when we... When we, uh, when with the three of us got together uh, by the end of last year and we're looking at the new year at 2020 and didn't know what to look forward to, we didn't know that Epica was coming, that the new Epica album was coming. So <laughs> I have finally something to root for and something to owe and something to uh, look forward to. So I'm very happy about that. Whoop, whoop. Yay. And I have. Or I had an idea for the podcast uh, for an interview partner. And um, yeah, yet it's just an idea. But I would like to interview someone, um, music video director. Because uh, yeah, Auto Nightwish and Delane released some very yeah high quality music videos. And I just thought, okay, uh, who did that? <laughs> What is the process behind all that? And how much work is it? And all that work before and 
editing and just everything. And I'm very curious to ask um, a director. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> we can just get yeah. one to ask it. That'll be cool. And if some music video editor out there listens to this, mail at us. You can mail to kiki at metal and com. I think she is the one who checks her emails most frequently. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. If everybody knows, if everybody has any tips, you can also reach us on social media at Metal and High Heels or Metal High Heels. You know where to find us. Reach out to us, send us a message on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever and tell us how to contact a music video director, preferably from the... Um, metal scene so that we can um yeah schedule an interview and ask them all of our questions about how these beautiful things come to life and there were indeed beautiful things that were released in the past few weeks for example we want to talk about nightwish's new single noise and i know that i didn't seem too hyped for their new album that's also coming out this year <laughs> but we've been waiting for so long so uh yeah we just don't know what to expect but noise came out and um we were all the three of us were chatting together while i was watching this video on the day of the release so We wanted to tell you a little bit about the thoughts that I had or that, yeah, I had or we had while we were watching this video. And my first thought was, damn, it is really nicely styled. Not only the musicians themselves were really, were really well dressed and styled and made up and everything, but the whole video, the location, the set was really nice. Um, musically, it reminded me of the times with Annette Olson and uh, that's where I yeah where I got where I got less hyped there was no operatic singing from floor which was something that I was looking forward to that might happen again um but yeah well that didn't happen there it, there's a lot of orchestra and floor is singing all on this Uh, almost speaking I don't want to say rapping but it's almost in that direction <laughs> she just sings in this uh, quickly speaking speaking voice and, and there is a little bit of operatic singing in the backing vocals um, uh, Marco's voice is also in the choruses in the background as well then I thought uh, oh damn that's a heavy bridge That's something new, but then I listened to it more and I realized it wasn't. It wasn't very new. Uh, what is new, though, is some kind of robotic voice, uh, some kind of robotic message. It was uh, that was really weird, but the whole of the, the whole video is very critical of society. So I guess that's where the lyrics are going to as well. And um, all in all, the video is really well done. Uh, the song is Nightwish. With, the, with this new element of the robot, of the robot talking, 
But otherwise, I wasn't so surprised at all. There was nothing new that I could say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want to hear more of this album. So, meh. That's my conclusion. My first thought was also that beautiful style, that high quality in the pictures. You can just uh, stop almost randomly this music video and I'm pretty sure you will have an impressive picture <laughs> in front of you. Um, and yeah, the content is very yeah critical about society and just lots of topics that was interesting. So Marco deals with, or his, his figure maybe, his character deals with um, drug abuse and um, Flo's character was, that was new for me. Um, in German there's um, yeah, the word helicopter eltern. It means just, yeah, maybe you can translate it as helicopter parents. So, um, the parents just always want to know what's, um, with the kids and are always, um, around them and they have no space, uh, for themselves to develop alone also. And, um, yeah, that's also social media influence. That was quite interesting. For me personally, was uh, new in that, in a metal video. And, um, yeah, Thomas criticized about that environmental activism. Um, I'm not really sure what's, what's the meaning of that. It feels like a little bit ironic, maybe, just like everyone wants to be, yeah, that wants to have that green lifestyle and everyone loves plants. I'm not really sure about that. Um, yeah, eco stuff. And, um, oh shit, forgot his name. The drummer. <laughs> yeah, also that um, social media. Yeah, also you can call it abuse, I would say. Um, just need to put everything online just to get the attention. And um, what else? I think that's it. Um, but yeah, I just thought these different topics. Oh, also... I don't think she's a musician, right? She's just a model, that girl in that Red Riding Hood style. And yeah, that mm -hmm. very typical, um, I have to be beautiful for the world, for Instagram, woo woo. <laughs> yeah, there was also a topic that was interesting. But to be honest, I was just a little bit, um, it also feels a little bit random. Of course, everything is, is true about that. And I understand why they did that where they choose these topics, but it was just like, uh, hey, come on, we need to be serious and let's criticize society because everyone does right now. <laughs> yeah, that felt for me a little bit crazy because Nightwish never have been criticizing society. It was more just like, um, yeah, melancholical dream world stuff, but not that... Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's true. Um, Nightwish always did this fantasy stuff. So um, they never have been, for example, a punk band or something like that who is who criticizes society. So that was never their job. I never saw Nightwish as something political or, I don't know, it just doesn't fit what they did before. Hmm. Yeah, they were kind of more... Um, Dream world escapism. 
Escapism, exactly. Yeah. Yes, but we don't have uh, the time to dwell as much on Nightwish because we have many other um, but, but, singles but, and releases but, to talk about. You, but yes, come on. <laughs> you didn't highlight in the chat because she said the, the highlight was the Thomas cuddles a tree. <laughs> yeah, right. The tree, yeah. <laughs> that was too good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that must be one. said, of course, yes. <laughs> Little detail. <laughs> yeah, uh, a video that actually was quite um, critical of society of our of this moment in society. In society, and this was this one was more precise, which was what I liked from it was Amaranthe's "Do or Die" featuring Angela Gossov. And that was amazing. So honestly, Apocalypse and Chill and Nightwish's noise video, in my opinion, can fuck off this stage. <laughs> Because <laughs> Duarte was really to the point. They Their video was uh, really just picked one of the topics while Nightwish covered everything that's happening in society right now. But Amaranthe was just like, okay, it's this problem we have to talk about in this exact moment of history. It's very important. We talk about the environmental crisis we're living. So they showed a lot of uh, destruction. That was also an apocalyptic scenario, but also images that we are seeing right now. And with the message right clear in the chorus do or die we have to do something right now or we will die and it was so to the point and it was such a punch in the face because it was so strong i really like the song i really like the video <clears throat> and uh, yeah i have no idea if they if it's of an album that's coming up or uh, how they just what's the plan maybe they decided to go with the whole Uh, streaming strategy of releasing as much as you can and not really depending on um, albums but whatever they they're doing I really like that they are right now or on tour with uh, Sabaton or it just finished I'm not exactly sure but it was great it was just something that they dropped out on the world so that they can keep um, current so that they can uh, stay in the fans' minds. And with that, they totally did it for me because they jumped right back into my mind. I didn't know what were that, what they were doing exactly. And now I know that they have a great song and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them, seeing them live again. I was happy to see that Angela Gosso does music again. Exactly. I didn't know that either. I think it was just that one time. Yeah, but still it's nice to hear something from her. Yeah, that's true. Yes, totally. <laughs> sure. She still can do it. <laughs> She can still nail it. Yes, and suddenly, you know, to come right out of the shadows to do such a such a song, I really loved it. I really loved it. Okay, I think... Neither Steffi nor yeah. I did watch the video. <laughs> I did, um, but just once, one time. And um, that's often um, not enough for me to have an opinion about that. 
the first time I watched it was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Nothing special. It's okay. I didn't like the, the puppets or the skeletons, whatever. It, it was nor a skeleton nor a puppet. It was, ugh, don't know. Weird. A mannequin. Mannequin? And zombies. Huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Didn't like. Looks <laughs> <laughs> strange to me. Because Steffi likes to chill and Steffi doesn't like the apocalypse. But Steffi likes apocalypse and chill. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Perfect, Rich. <laughs> That's the new of the latest album. And um, yeah, you were quite impressed by it. Tell us about it. Yeah, I was... I'm, I don't know. I have to delay. It feels a little bit like uh, love-hate. <laughs> not sure. But on one point, I they're still, for me, not the the quality giants like Epicure or Nightwish. Or they're still some step under that quality. But I just can't explain why for me personally. Um, but yeah, of course, I listened to the album and I was very impressed by first listening. <laughs> so don't you do the music video. Um, that's um, not, not the normal way that I'm just um, happy while first listening. And yeah, I think it's just because it's very poppy. You can call it pop metal, <laughs> I would say. But um, yeah, in a good way. It's... Um, It's, of course, it's, yeah, also quite cheesy, but yeah, very catchy. You can easily listening to it. You um, have easy access to the music, but it's still not boring or something. Maybe too easy in structure or something. It's still, um, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I understand what I'm listening. <laughs> it sounds like language more, but maybe you know what I mean. Uh, it's not just like, so what the fuck are they doing? They're like with some um, progressive or death metal songs. Um, <coughs> yeah, that's it. I listened to the whole album, I don't know, now lots of times. The last days I just listened to that one. And now I got the point. I thought, hmm, yeah, okay, it starts to get boring. It's not, <laughs> it, it's does not have the depth of an Epica album, for example, or all Sella yeah. Darling. That's also a perfect example because there you have so fucking many details you can explore while every listening. And the line was so straight, poppy, good way, good quality, um, but sadly not more. That something a little bit more progressive or just huh, more details. Don't know, but yeah, a little bit was yeah salt and soup was missing <laughs> at the end somehow. But um, recommendation, I totally recommend if you uh, like cheesy pop metal, <laughs> no, symphonic metal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's still good music, sure. And highlight music videos. Perfect. Maybe uh, Burning Bridges is maybe now one of my favorite music videos because I oh, I just love these pictures even more than Nightwish's noise music video because it was um, 
shot in, in Wales. Be fucking beautiful landscape. It was just like, oh, yes, I want to go there. And also the lightning, um, it, yeah, it was just very cinematic also. That was great. Also Mass of Destiny for me personally, a little bit too much uh, CGI. But I think Delane can just perfectly combine uh, epic landscapes and uh, with the fitting light and mood with um, yeah with the typical band shots, band filming while playing the song. That's um, for me, yeah, one of the best music videos, definitely. Now that I think about it, um, only the very old Delane videos are without band shots in front of landscape, right? I think that's cool. So um, I think bands should do that more often. Um, that doesn't always have to be a story or whatever in a music video. It's cool if they have one, but it doesn't have to have a story. So that's perfect. But I just wondered if I can imagine or remember a delay video without this band placed in front of whatever. Yep, you're right, Pia. <laughs> Agree. And um, yeah, and also a surprise of Apocalypse and Chill is the instrumental song at the end of the album. It's the last song. Um, that was where I always thought, yeah, good pop metal. That was, oh yeah, but they can still do metal. <laughs> that was good. I love that instrumental song. Recommendation to you, Pia. <laughs> Don't listen to Let's Dance. Listen to that one. <laughs> Maybe I will give it a second chance. <laughs> um, to be honest, it is, or I had the same impression like with the last Delane album that I just listened to it to have the proof that I don't like it. Um, my first thought was that, oh, Charlotte found a new singing style. Um, we already heard this in Masters of Destiny that she sings these very high notes. And um, it was not a one-hit wonder in Masters of Destiny. She does it in a lot of songs on this new album. And what I also thought is that they still sound a lot like Nightwish um, with their former singer, so um, with Annette Olson, um, especially in the beginning of the songs. So when I listened to the second song on the album, I thought, okay, this could have also been on almost every Nightwish album or every newer Nightwish album as opening for a song. Um, but Nightwish don't sound like Nightwish anymore is my impression because with Flora they have a totally different singing style and um, in my opinion they overdo the orchestra. So that is okay because people who like this um, the symphonic Nightwish but not the overdoing symphonic Nightwish with not an operatic or a massive operatic voice, but still a singing voice. They can now listen to Delane and that's cool for them. But in total, Apocalypse and Chill is too poppy for me. Um, really, really too poppy. And it has too many electronic influences, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't really fit Delane because they already are very poppy. So I think it's cool when you are a very brutal or a very heavy band And then you use this electronics as a counterpart to this heavy stuff. But that's not what they do because 
now the only thing in the songs that is really metal are the beginnings of the song and sometimes there are growls but that's all and mm -hmm. when i want to listen mm, when yeah. i want to listen to music like this i can also listen to the birthday massacre or there are also a lot of bands from japan that i listen to just to try if i like this sound um for example bandmate but they are They're cool in another way and they are more a rock band, but I could compare them to Aldios because that's what they do. So really very, very poppy with a little bit of metal. And all the electronic influences remind me of bands like The Envy Nation or Sisters of Mercy or Depeche Mode. So the typical gothic party dancing music. I really have to say that I liked the um, the first song, One Second, um, because I didn't expect to hear that or to have this combination of Charlotte's new singing style, but also growls and heavier stuff. But I really don't like the rest of the album. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, my guess it was uh, they did very good job to do it. Um, yeah, also like with Temptation explained for their last release, they want to, yeah, not cover, but were inspired by pop songs, but want to do it in, yeah, somehow metal version. Yeah, it was just like um, uh, inspiration on pop songs, doing metal, and also that modern styles with electronic parts for example i think that was also what delane did with that album apocalypse and chill and for me it was uh, in a good way it feels not like uh, there are so many power metal bands where i just listen to and think that's so disgusting because it's so pathetic and uh, yeah i feel ashamed for them to do that music but uh, delane was just uh, yeah okay they they can do it i Yeah, it, I think it will be also played in, in radio in the Netherlands that I can also imagine. Mm. It also, the concept itself fits because this poppy music with some heavier guitars plus um, the poppy sound that Delane already has. As I already said, it reminded me of a lot of other music styles or bands from other music styles. The concept works and it also works with Charlotte's voice and the whole album for people who like this kind of music, I think they will say the album is good, but it's just not what I expect from Delane and it's just not what I like to listen to. And without going even deeper into this album, I just want to say that I found it boring and we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How about... Uh, Parkway Drive uh. so Parkway Drive released I don't know if this is a single I think it's a single and it's got Wild Eyes live at Wacken another live version of a song in Wacken and it includes a song in German and I love it what? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Die Lehre 
And so it was really, really weird for me to see, to listen to, because it just came in my release radar on Spotify. And I was listening to it and I was like, this is cool. It's in German, but it's still cool. Who is this? Parkway Drive. What? So uh, this came out February 17th. And if you haven't yet, go listen to that. And we can also move on. Is, isn't Parkway Drive a band from Australia? Exactly. How did the German sound like? <laughs> the German sounded pretty cool, actually. Um, it was actually very well done. You don't, only when I listened to it uh, an hour ago, like really uh, attentively, I heard that some words are not exactly mispronounced, but they have a light accent. But otherwise, it was really good and the singing is great. So I really liked it. Check it out. And then we also wanted to mention Apocalyptica. Yes, cello. Cell zero. Uh, yeah, cell zero. Is. Um, yeah, I listened to that. Um, yeah, per accident is maybe <laughs> not the right uh, explanation, but it was just like, um, yeah, so hmm, a Belip has a new album. Okay, let's do it. And uh, wow. I was um, impressed. <laughs> I think it's oh, what I think. I it's the first Apocalyptica album I listened completely, and it was just uh, oh, wow. I yeah I I have no idea why, but I thought okay a completely instrumental album could be boring for me somewhere. Or I cannot do listening a lot to it because I need the vocal line, but that album was just wow yeah that's it. It's just like. Uh, What is it? I have no idea. Metal with cellos, <laughs> like Apocalyptica do. Um, yeah, it's great. And you, Kiki, asked once, some episodes before that one, uh, for a new soundtrack for gaming. I think that album could fit perfectly. Thank you so much. I will totally put that on um, right after we finish uh, recording. And I continue playing The Witcher 3. Yay! So I will listen to that. Uh, Epica and Apocalyptica announced a co-headlining tour through Europe. And you can find the dates on our website as well. I will link it in the show notes because our photographer Eve is going to attend one of those concerts. And she already uh, wrote up a little article so that you can know where Epica and Apocalyptica will, playing, will be playing live uh, this, uh, this year. It's in the autumn, so it's still a long time to go, but you can get your tickets already. Yay! Speaking about live music, um, one of my dreams will come true because I always wanted to see Bloodstained Child live. Bloodstained Child is a band from Japan and they hardly ever play gigs at all, I think. I'm not sure about that, but they don't play a lot of gigs outside Japan. And um, I also wanted to see them live with their former singer, Sophia, who now is in Season of Ghosts. But since they split years ago, and I think it was not a very friendly split, I thought that will never happen. But then I saw Season of Ghosts, who now are based in London, play a gig together with... Bloodstained Child as a headliner. What? And so I couldn't resist and I booked my flights and my hotel to London and I will see them on stage. Woohoo! When is that happening? Next month. Nice. 
March 22nd, I think. Nice. Oh, can I tag along? <laughs> <laughs> I love London. Sure. <laughs> I also thought about that. <laughs> yeah, do it. Join me. And since they, I think Season of Ghosts played a huge role in bringing Bloodstained Child to London because I think they met them when they were in Tokyo last time. So I'm pretty sure that Sophia will also join them on stage. Nice. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's it for this mini-sode. Yes. That turned out to be not so many, but still oh, a bit. If we do this quick now, it can still be a mini-sode. So follow us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram at Metal and High Heels, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page. Yeah, and as always, big thanks to Cassandra Novell for our awesome jingle. That's from the song Storm by her band Mercy Isle. You will find all of the show notes for this episode as metal at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. Yay. So, thank you. Last words are yours, Steffi. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> goodbye, thank you for goodbye. listening, of course. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> bye bye see you next time bye